that did occur to me as well as there were different points in time where I did not try for promotions within my corporation because it was more important to me to be at home with my girls. It is tough when you have kids to decide what is the best thing for you, for them. Hello. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to Candid. Thanks for tuning in today. We're excited. We haven't hung out in person in a couple weeks, so this is our first time recording in person. We did Zoom last time. We did. The in person's better. Yeah, and so we're sipping. We're sipping some Lacroix. Thank coming you. Coming you live to our sponsor, as always. Um, but yes, yeah, so we just want to do our week in review really quickly. Our topic for this week is um, our moms. So we have some questions lined up for them. We're both really close with our moms. We had Mother Mother's Day this past, or I guess last, last weekend. weekend. Slash Andrea's mom's birthday was last mm-hmm. weekend. And so we thought we would pull them on. But we wanted to, um, I guess, do our little weekly recap before we hopped on with them. Heck yeah. Yeah. Andrea, right. would you like to start with your sweet for the week? Sure. So my sweet was um, a recipe. So I guess this is also sort of a suggestion in and of itself. But I love this recipe. It's so easy um, and delicious. It's if you guys, anyone here follows Liz Adams, she's a blogger or influencer on Instagram mostly. And she lived in Chicago, now is in Charleston, and has a lot of recipes on her website too, but is more like a lifestyle sphere. Um, and she has a really awesome cauliflower gnocchi carbonara recipe. And I feel like it was the highlight of my week because, you know, when you learn a recipe <laughs> and you're like, you I'm going to make this again. Right. Yeah. And you do it the first couple of times and you're like still not awesome at it. But yeah. then you kind of hit your peak. Yeah. And you're like, God damn, I'm a beast. Here we go. <laughs> That's how I felt about this cauliflower gnocchi carbonara. And it's turns out you can just kind of crack a raw egg right into pasta and yeah. spin it around and it like cooks it yeah. and, and you don't get food poisoning. Yeah. So that's also a highlight when Tasty. you don't get food poisoning. I love that. Yeah. So recommend it. Look it up. Yeah. Give her a try. Allison, what about you? Um, I ran my half marathon last weekend. Woo! Woo! So that's my sweet. Um, it was really fun. It was really fucking hard. 13 miles is really far. Right. I, I, in my training, I had gotten up to nine. So those last additional four miles were really tough um like I'd say miles nine through 11 were my like low point and it got better at the end yeah then it got better at the end because there was um so I ran the indie mini I think 30,000 people ran it so there was like a lot of hype like the city had bands and like dancers and there were people with like posters cheering you on so like the closer you got to the end like you saw a lot of people some of my friends came and made posters so it was really fun. I'm really proud of myself for finishing. I'm excited not to run again for, like, who knows how long. I think uh, I'll probably get back into running, but I think I just need a little break. But um, Yeah, that I makes feel like, sense. Yeah, it was a lot. But I feel like I'm going to have a lot more free time now, and it's just really cool to say that I did it. So it was something I had trained for for, like, four or five months. Yeah. So for it to, like, 
come to fruition was really cool. And crazy how most of your training was also in the winter in Chicago, yeah. which is like just really I'm not strong. ideal and hard. I'm really brave. Right. Yeah. And now we're going to do hot yoga together. Yes. We're pivoting yes. our routines. Hot yoga, baby. The day Allison ran a half marathon, I was still laying in bed when she had completed it. I <laughs> had woken up like 30 minutes before she completed it. So that was kind of a telling moment. Yeah. Life, you know? She texted me. She's like, oh my God, is it happening? And I was like, oh, it, it just happened. We're done. I was like, wow, I haven't even gotten up yet. I, yeah. Coffee. I was done by like, yeah, like 930 Central, I think. Like 10, mm-hmm. I was done like 1030 Eastern. So I slept in pretty late for me that day. Yeah. 930 that is, that is, is pretty, pretty late. late. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I'm like a 7.30 girl, like Uh almost always. Mm -hmm. Psychotic of me. I know. Me too. I just am that way. Yeah. Sours? Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start really quickly. This is not a real sour, um, but it's still a sour. You know, I am planning two of my very best friend's bachelorette parties and their back-to-back weekends um, this weekend and the following weekend. Um, So I'm flying out to Arizona for both of them. So just a lot of stress on making sure – all the right pieces are together. I'm going to have everything packed. Everything's ordered. We have grocery lists, transportation. So it's just like I'm coordinating like two weekend trips for like 20 people. So just like a lot of operational things. So I'm just a little stressed about that. It's yeah. a good stress. Love that they trust me with that responsibility. But, you know, I'm getting a little nervy about making sure I don't forget anything. Yeah, it's a lot to plan. Yeah. And you always want it to go well in the end. Yes. So that's. Yeah. Totally stressful. I'm flying out with two suitcases. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Are you checking them? Yeah. Big time. Wow. Southwest. So. Oh. I don't really fly. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to go to Midway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going on Midway. They they just opened. They, Southwest just went to O'Hare, though. Really? Yeah, like just recently. Were your flight prices crazy? Um, I can't remember. I bought them a while ago. Oh, hopefully before all the crazy. Before, before they went up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they weren't cheap, but. Yeah. Yeah. Follow. But I already spent that money, so for me, it doesn't Some matter cost. anymore. No. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm sure it'll be very fun. I mean, yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm sure I'll have a lot to say about that mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Um, Which I think we should do an episode on just bachelorettes in general. Yeah. I'm about to go to my first bachelorette, yeah. and I'm not, like, planning it fully, but I'm helping the mm-hmm. um, maid of honor, her sister, yeah. plan it. So I think it'll just be good to talk about our experiences with that. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Um. So my sour was, I guess, more my roommate's sour, but it was also just, like the worst week possible to have broken AC in Chicago it's so far so this year. Hot. So <laughs> but hot. our we have two AC units and one of them was broken and the one that was broken is more in my roommate's room but it feeds into like part of our common area and then mine is in my room and feeds into the other part of the common area. So just like half only having one functioning AC unit and then one night everything just went out and it was the uh, machines were still working but it was blowing air with no temperature. So it was just like blowing hot air because whatever makes the water cold that the coolant I guess it's the coolant it's the coolant. not really water I, it's actually not water at all <laughs> I don't know what it is whatever stuff is making the air cold it's, it's a chemical yeah whatever they're pumping into us the cold part stopped working <laughs> altogether. The ice cubes and a mach- one of the, our machines was also broken and needed a part repaired that's a lot and it was also the first week it's been like 80s in Chicago yeah. since last year it's been real sweaty so it's the sweatiest week known to mankind this year in Chicago and our air was like we're not gonna be cold and we're also gonna break one of your Mm -hmm. little guys said nope too much work I said yeah fair yeah I mean it was really in in fairness it was not an easy transition for it was quick it it went from straight up winter to straight up 80s so it was probably very hard on the I agree uh, if I was an air conditioning unit I'd probably be shocked too this would be the time to (laughs) get (laughs) up 
<laughs> what okay. about a suggestion, Allison? Um, so I'm coming at you with a silly one. Um, I was out last night celebrating a friend's birthday, and we started taking selfies where we would do the zoom out on the camera. Um, so you do like the 0.5 versus the one and then you take like that. the back camera selfie. So you like put it straight up in the air. You turned it around? I turned it around. Yeah. How did so you know you, you were hitting the button? It's just a mother's intuition. <laughs> I just know. You know, I'm like good at selfies. So, and it's, they're just like so cutie because it's like, I don't know. It's just like obviously like a back facing look. And then since it's zoomed out, you like get a bunch of people at it. It's just like a silly little night out thing. So that's my suggestion. Start taking kind of silly pictures like that. I can show you. I can show you. You what could they look post like. them for instructions. I can. Later. I can post them. Yeah. Maybe I'll take a video of you telling people how to do it. Yeah. Just so it's super direct. Yeah. Did you ever miss the button though? That's my concern. I did miss the button, but you can kind of feel it when you click. So like it, I would like, know I would get one. Right? Yeah. It's like a little, like a little buzz kind of. Nice. So yeah, I did a lot of I did a lot of these um, upside down pics last night. And it's it was, like bird's eye view. Yeah, and it's really cute, and it's like you can just see us having fun with it. So. It's like a candid. It's more. It's more candid than more candid. Candid ah, than like ah. a front facing one because you can't really like you're not like posing yourself away. Like it's right. just like you're like oop up in the air, take a right. picture, and it's fun. It's more cash. Yeah, everybody's worried about how they look, so it's like let's just not show you at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the camera around. Nice. Okay, my suggestion is not as silly, but it's more educational, I guess. So obviously, there's a lot going on with Roe v. Wade and a ton in the news on it the past few weeks, rightfully so. I, though, I've been trying to educate myself, and um, I think part of educating is, like, learning all sides of of the party. I, like, have a way that I lean and everything, but there's these daily episodes, The Daily, on that podcast. They interviewed, like, pro-life and also pro-choice, and even though, like, I'm personally pro-choice, I listened to both because I was like, I want to be educated on it. I want to know what everybody's thinking on it, and I thought they were done so well. And very, very non-biased. They just interviewed different, like, activists and doctors, people involved with it, and so non-biased and educational. So if you're looking to learn more on that, because I know I was recently, um, that was a good resource for me. And they also have episodes just on Roe v. Wade and how that case came to be in the first place. And something interesting I learned was that Democrats were the ones, I think, Catholics were Democrats. Uh Uh-huh. Catholics at the used time. to be Democrats. Catholics used to be Democrats. And, like, Roe v. Wade was not a controversial thing at all when it was passed compared to now. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So for the history, too, of just how it yeah. started. And I learned that the woman that they named Jane Roe um, actually later became pro-life. Was, like, married into an evangelical church. Interesting. Yeah. She, so they, it's a very – it's just the background. I had no clue huh. the depth of that. Yeah. And – I think it's an important topic for all genders, all ages to be educated on. And so I've just been trying to do that. And this was a great resource and felt very non Yes. I'm going to go listen. Yeah. I'd recommend. Yeah. Meta. Podcast on a podcast. Mm-hmm. So that is my rec. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's pretty much it for our personal lives this week. Mm-hmm. Allison also had a really fun birthday party. Yes. Everybody should know. It was really fun. We had... People came over on Friday. We drank Margs. Andrea iced me three separate times. Okay, but it was really my roommate's idea. Yeah. And then I was just like, all right, we're here. I'm competitive. We're making it happen. Yeah, and it happened. We're fooling her. The thing is, turns out I'm very predictable in my actions. 
Um, so they were able to ice me so incredibly easy. Like I didn't even like do a single. Like your I sister was actually my crucial sister, in helping yeah, us. Yeah. yeah. Turns out she knows me really well and I'm super predictable. Cause your coat. Tell them about your coat. I got a new coat for my birthday. It's so cute. I wore it today. It's this like beautiful light purple coat and they hid it in there and they knew I would like want to try it on and show people. Yeah. Your sister was like, ask her about her new water bottle cause it matches her new coat. coat. And then she's going to go grab the coat, coat. and the ice is going to be in there. And I literally was like, Allison, I think I have that water bottle. And that's all it took. Hook, line, and then I said, oh, my God, look, it matches my coat exactly. Picked up my coat. I said, oh, this is heavy. Ice. Ice. So I'm um, um, predictable. Yeah. But my water bottle and my coat do match. So that's cute. And now my nails match, too. So we both have pink nails. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of pink ideas, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Coming up here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you guys don't know. But stay tuned. We have pink. We have pink plans. <sighs> Um, if you want to be involved in that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's well, get in. I guess we should now go talk to our moms. Yeah. All right. Mom chat. Stay, stay on, everybody. There we go. Hello, mothers. Well, I just have one, but. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi. We are here with our moms today, and we are going to have them talk kind of just about working as a mom, what it means to be a mom, and parent daughters, and advice that they have for young girls like ourselves Mm -hmm. in honor of really Mother's Day. It's like the Mother's Month, right? Yeah. Andrea and I are both really close and talk a lot with and love our mothers dearly, so we thought, um, what better time than to bring them on? Exactly. The rest of the world needs their advice too. Mm-hmm. So it's only fair. Yeah. Spread the love. So we want to definitely start with intros here. So if you just give a little bit of background about yourselves, um, career, family, all the, all those hobbies, high, yeah, high level points there. Um, that's, I think a good way to start it off. So mom, I'll put you on the spot first. Okay, I'll go. Thanks for having me, ladies. This is so fun. This is my first podcast. (laughs) You're welcome. So I'm Lisa. I'm Andrea's mom. I live in the western suburbs of Chicago, and I am a mom of three. Andrea's my oldest. I have two boys. Um, One works downtown. He's been out of college for two years. He's wonderful and handsome. uh, So... (laughs) planting that seed, all of you single ladies out there. And then I have another uh, son who just finished his uh, freshman year at IU. Go Hoosiers. Um, And so from a career standpoint, I've always worked. I didn't take any time off when I had my three babies other than, you know, the, the 12 weeks that I think I got for maternity leave. Um, I, I work in the financial services industry. I've, I've been in the financial services industry since day one. I've had various different jobs. Um, probably the coolest was when I started my own business with someone who I used to work with. And that was a challenge. It was exciting. It was fun. It was rewarding. Um, it was all of that until it wasn't. And um, then I moved on to the job that I currently have selling data and insights and competitive benchmarking to the banking industry. So from a personal note, I enjoy running and working out, gardening. I just planted my my pots this weekend. So yay. Um, I am a lover of chocolate and wine. Just did a um, 
trip to Napa last September. And so you, if you haven't been, you've got to go. I mean, it's the most remarkable place. And go in September because you can actually taste the grapes as you walk through the vineyards. And we thought that was really cool. Um, other than that, I am hyper-organized. Everything needs yep. to be cleaned up and put away, right, Andrea? Oh, yeah. We know that. <laughs> I think I may have passed that gene down to her. Well, um, So anyway, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you. Sure. All right, Mom, do you want to go next? I think so. I think I'm the next mom in the lineup. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, the long list. <laughs> Alphabetically. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm Margie and I'm Allison's mommy and also Haley's. And um, when they were little, they spelled mommy M-O-M-E. So we continue that tradition today. So <laughs> I don't care for spell check changing it. Yeah. Um, so I live over in the Indiana area in a small little village called Granger. So a little bit different from the Chicago area. Um, but I, I feel like it's really prepared my girls for living in Chicago. Just a great school system. I personally um, graduated early from high school, got a degree in biology. Um, honestly, didn't have a lot of good direction, like what to do with that. Like, what do you do with that kind of degree? So um actually ended up in retail management for about nine years. And while I was there, one of my employees said, you would be really great in pharmaceutical sales with your background and your personality. And so honestly, that's what pushed me in that direction, which was perfect. So I've been doing that for about 24 years. Um, I got into it when Allison was a baby. It really was difficult for me to try to work holidays when it was so busy and then just spend time with your little children. And so um, pharmaceuticals was very nice for me in the fact that it was a very professional atmosphere. I was always learning, always felt cutting edge of healthcare. It was also very personable. I could also, you know, as a single mom, if the girls were sick, I'd never had any office that was upset with me if I needed to spend time with them. Um, and my favorite thing to do is to spend time with the girls. We like to go wine tasting. They try to get me to go shopping. I'm not really interested in it. Yeah, it's weird because yeah. I love shopping and you're yeah. just not. Yeah, I just have no desire. Um, and I'm the direct opposite of Lisa. I'm really not that organized at no. all. So. <laughs> you should see her office, her garage, her car. <laughs> But it all works. So there you yeah. go. It's your own system. Yeah. So that was a little bit of my intro for you guys. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm surprised you didn't mention your Jeep. Well, I mean, I could show it to you and take okay. you for a ride. My mom recently got a, her fun car. It's a beautiful blue Jeep. So much fun. We got to take the, the top off soon. Yeah. It's bikini blue. So bikini blue. <laughs> Yeah, I got to say the right color blue. So I apologize. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, I guess we'll get into our questions. So, 
Um, our first one, and we'll start with Lisa, Andrea's mama. Um, if you could just talk about, (laughs) if you could just talk about, um, becoming a mom and finding the balance with, you know, having your babies and you said you worked the whole entire time. Um, and I guess like how that balance shifted as we got older, I know, I struggle to balance my life right now and I can't even imagine what it's like to do that when you have kids. So just curious how you managed to do that or. Yeah, that's a great, great question. So um, it took us a little while to get pregnant. So I feel like I kind of eased into the idea, but once I was pregnant, I was kind of like nervous, anxious, you know, you don't know what to expect, especially with your first one. So Um, but fortunately I had easy pregnancies. Um, I, as I mentioned, I did continue to work. We made a decision, Andrew's dad and I made a decision, um, that I would continue to work only if I, we, we would have in-house care for our kids. So we hired a nanny. Um, she was from Poland. She was amazing. And in fact, we're still friends with her today. She's back in Poland, but we, we still uh, communicate and send Christmas gifts and all that kind of stuff. She was just a gem. Um, So I think having that, having someone come to our home and care for our kids was really, really important for me because I had a hard enough time getting myself up and out the door every morning to get to work. let alone thinking through the mental gymnastics of what do I need to take for this baby to get this baby to, you know, daycare or wherever. So, so that made it easier, you know, the transition to motherhood. I mean, look, every mom goes through that separation anxiety, you go to work and you feel so guilty, but you know, I, we got married later in life. I had kids a little bit later in life. I was set in my career, loved my career. And knew a lot of, um, mom friends who, who continued to work and did it successfully. And, and, you know, I just thought I, I can do this too. And I wasn't ready to give it up. And my husband was supportive. And like I said, we had in-home care for the kids. So that just made everything so much easier. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what, well, oh, the other thing is it does help to have a, a spouse that is helpful and, lucky for me, my husband loves to cook. So he would kind of take on that duty and I would take on other duties around the house, clean and laundry, that sort of thing. So you just, you know, you, you will find your rhythm and your, you know, pattern and you'll follow that. And um, yeah. And I, you know, that's what made us successful having in, in home care, you know, a partner that contributed and um, helped out and, And our babies were easy. I have to say, everyone told me you're never going to have a second like Andrea. And well, they were right, but, but, but my second and third were still pretty easy. Ben was probably the most chill. Um, But it also helped that I didn't have, you know, really colicky, um, difficult kids. They were pretty go with the flow and understood that mom was going to work and, you know, you, you can do it all. So yeah. Does that yeah. answer your question? Did I miss anything or? No, that's great. Okay. No, you did great. And then I guess mom, um, whatever you, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you relate oh. or what else you'd like to add on top of that. So I was listening to Lisa and um, I kind of was a little bit 
opposite. I happen to have an oopsie baby with Haley. Mm-hmm. And so not a lot of planning ahead of time. But I also was younger and I had loads and loads of energy. I would get up at 5 a.m. I'd work out. I get the girls ready. I go to work. You know, so wow. I, I think about that. And I'm like, how did I pull all that off? You, you had more energy than me. I remember like being little and you coming to like wake us up early and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to mom. Can you just dress me? And I would like, I like, <laughs> she had already like gotten up and worked out and I would just be like in bed being like, I can't put on my shirt. Like, no, I fully would dress Allison because it was just easier than trying to get her out of bed. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I guess you have to be real flexible at some points of time. Um, and I was also thinking too, um, so I just had a lot of energy. I did have um, good babysitters. Probably my favorite was in the summer times. Usually I would have someone come into the house and watch the girls. And so that was just really nice because they could be in their own environment, play with their own neighborhood kid friends. Um, yeah, so I would suggest you know, doing that. And if I had in, if I did it over, I think at least probably did it really the the best way, you know, really thinking it through. But I think Allison's fabulous along with Haley, which they're both single, everybody. (laughs) All our moms are up. We're just trying to get us in a relationship. (laughs) Hey, if it works, it works. works, It works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about, was there anything about different timelines, like phases of life where the balance had to shift or was it kind of that way the, most of the time? Um, well, for me, it did because my, so one of my jobs in particular, um, there was a very clear trajectory for my, you know, my career path and it required a lot of travel and l- really super long hours. And so, you know, I made that decision that I wasn't going to do that. I wanted to be home every night, you know, occasional travel is fine, but I, I wanted to be home every night. So I decided, you know, just to kind of, I don't want to say coast in my career, but I, I wasn't looking to be the CEO of mm-hmm. a major financial institution. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt that in order to have balance and continue being a good mom and continue to have a career that I enjoyed, um, I could do all that. But I, knowing myself, I would be absolutely bonkers if I had to travel every single week and have three little ones at home. So, mm-hmm. so at that point, yeah, I, my, my career shifted just a little bit. Um, I've just chose not to be on that, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. high, you know, achieving CEO corporate trajectory. Yeah. And yeah. you had to travel too. Allison's mom was, I think. Yeah. And as you were talking that that did occur to me as well as there were different points in time where I did not try for promotions within my corporation because it was more important to me to be at home with my girls or to like, for me, I'd have to move them out to the East coast, you know, and I didn't really want to do that. So it is tough when you have kids to decide what is the best thing for you, for them. Um, I did have to travel quite a bit. There were points in time where I was gone for a week or two at a time. It was just, we'd have national sales meetings and that was hard to leave the girls. Um, one time I left and Haley decided to give Allison a haircut <laughs> and 
Allison had this beautiful white blonde hair. It was probably down to her, to her butt. It was so beautiful. And Haley just ruined it. When I got back, it was like a pixie cut. And then Haley was so upset that Allison got all this attention for her haircut that they cut her Haley's hair off too, which was also long and beautiful and blonde. And I have short brown hair. So I lived through their hair. So I was, that was a tough trip for me. (laughs) That's hilarious that she then was like, well, I'm going to do this too. I need attention also, please. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go on to our next question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thinking through different phases of parenting, what was the hardest part of parenting daughters in particular? And we obviously have very close relationships with our moms. So what do you feel like you did that was really crucial in maintaining strong relationships and growing the relationship to where we are now? Well, that's a uh, multi-question question. Um, <laughs> we sprinkled a lot in. I think, you know, one of the hardest parts about parenting girls was, you know, I, well, for me, a- Andrea wasn't really the super sassy type. I mean, she had a little bit of that in later in middle school, maybe the sass was working. Oh, yeah. um, you know, there were times where she wanted to wear things that I was like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> But, you know, other than that, we didn't really have a whole lot of challenges. Um, But I would say that, you know, the scariest part about being a parent raising a daughter is um, boys and safety. And, you know, those are things that, you know, you, you, you try to teach them early on, uh, respect yourselves, respect your bodies, no means no, you know, all those kind of things. Um, and you feel kind of safe when they're living at home with you, but then they grow up and they go to college and then you're really freaked out because you're not there. I cried for a month when Andrea went to college and I mean, mostly because I was going to miss her obviously, but then I, you just, it's, you don't know what's going on. You don't know if they're safe. And for some reason, we worry more about our daughters than we do about our boys. Um, you know, so that was, and I would say continues to be the, the hardest part about um, raising a daughter is just making sure that, that they're safe. Um, in terms of the, our relationship, you know, I, I feel really blessed. I know a lot of moms who don't have a very close relationship with their daughters and Um, you know, we always have, and I, you know, I think that in part, it's the personality of your daughter. Um, in part, it's how they are raised and what you do at home. And I think having an open and honest communication at home where nothing is off the table, you know, we can talk about anything, no matter how awkward it may sound and no judgment, um, you know, in both directions. I think that's really important. And, you know, I, I think we always worked at doing that in our household. Um, I'm big on teaching moments also. Oh, yeah. So at dinner time, when all the kids are home, I would, you know, try to have a little life lesson story or a teaching moment at dinner. Um, so just, you know, little things like that to promote, look, this is a safe place you're not judged, be open, be honest. You trust me, I trust you. 
you know, so I think those are really some of the key fundamentals in establishing a close relationship with, with daughters and with, with sons as well. Love it. So, so I think Lisa is spot on about the safety with girls. I, um, only had daughters, so I can't make the comparison for sons. So I don't know, you know, what that difference would be. Um, I do know that I was always like on the edge of my seat, kind of holding on, waiting for my girls to get that brattiness that, I don't know, that junior high thing. And it never happened. And, and I just think it was probably, I always talked with them. We were always talking. Um, I always, even when they were young, I treated them more like an adult. Like we would have a conversation before we go to the grocery store. Are they going to get something that day or aren't they going to get something? So if they were, then they could pick something out. If they weren't, then they didn't even ask. So I think early on, we really set up like a trust and, you know, open communication. Um, I, it's funny, I would talk to my parents and I would say, my goal is for the girls to get through high school, then to get their college degree, then to get a job and then to travel. And then they can start dating, which to me, I was like, ha ha, that's not going to happen, but that's exactly what has happened. So, um, so that's really what it's been like for me raising girls. You know, I, I would add one more thing and, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, um, Margie, but it's really important as parents to accept your kids for who they are and don't, you can't change them. I mean, I have three kids in the same house and, and they're different in, in many ways. They're similar in many ways too, but you know, Andrea has, um, she has an expressive gene and she, she likes to emote and she likes to talk things through. And I think that helps her, you know, make decisions. And, you know, I would never, ever, ever shut that out or discourage it, you know, and I'm that way too. I like to talk about, about things that helps me, you know, get from point A to point B and, and make decisions you know, the boys aren't like that as much, as much, as much as I'd like them to be They're, you know, they hold things close to the, the vest and, you know, I can't uh, get them to open up as, as much as I, you know, like, and, and that's okay. You know, they, when, when they're ready, they, they'll come to me. Um, so I think that's also important. You just have to accept your kids for who they are and what they need and work with that. Absolutely. I think that another thing is I want my girls and I want Andrea to know and to anyone who listens to this is to really be proud of who you are. You're, whoever you are and whatever you do is so amazing. And especially if it's different from, from someone else, because that makes you really interesting. And I also want you to know, and I want my girls to know is that you're worth it. You're worth you're worth everything, whatever you set your heart to do, you should have it. So, and I truly believe that. And Allison, I feel like you probably hear that from me. Mm -hmm. So I do. Those are my little, your little bits. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like, um, you've always given us that idea that we can do literally whatever I want. Mm -hmm. 
And I tell my mom, like, I feel like because you worked, because you had hobbies, because you had kids, because you had friends, you had all the things. So it's never like I've ever thought someone would have to choose between those yeah. things. Yeah, why not have it all? Right. Yeah. Okay, and I think that's a good transition to our yeah. next question. Yeah, I guess on. on that vein, final question. Uh, I know, Mom, you kind of started talking about it. Um, but just thinking about, you know, what it's like. We're 25. A lot of our audiences are on the same way. Um, you know, we have a lot – you know, ahead of us in terms of career and family and friendships. Um, I guess just like what advice would you give your 25 year old self and like those who are listening? So I would, I'll, I'll go first because Allison started this. Um, <laughs> I would say this is a really exciting time for you guys. Um, I feel like girls today and young women today really have the have the ability to express themselves, to do whatever it is that you want to do. I think that sometimes maybe you don't know what direction to take it in. So I suggest a mentor. Um, and that person could be someone from work. That could be someone that has a job that you want to have. Um, it could be someone that you just really look up to. I don't think it has to be just one person. And I think that mentor can change. I also feel like you really need to surround yourself with smart, loving friends and also strong friends who, if they feel like you're kind of headed in the wrong direction or it's not the direction you've told them you want to go into, that they could feel free to let you know that, hey, you need to maybe talk about it. Um, also, LinkedIn is your good friend. So use that. <laughs> network, network, network. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I would add first, I love the mentor idea, Margie. I, I have shared this story with my kids. My very first, oh, I think it was my second job out of college. Um, the company I worked for actually had a, a coach. We called him coach and he helped everyone along with their career path. And one thing he shared with me, which I still do today. And I've shared with my kids is Find someone in this organization who you most respect um, and begin to emulate them. And at the time, you know, I was young, I was 20 something. And but the, the guidance was observe how they are in meetings and behave like them, dress like them, emulate them, and you will become a version of them yourself. So I thought that was really great advice. So I, I, I love the whole the whole mentor idea. Um, from a career standpoint, other kind of just life advice. Um, I would say, be true to yourself. Never try to be someone or something that, that you aren't, you know, social media, you know, it's not always your friend. And I think it can be rough. Margie, you and I didn't have this growing up right in or early on in our careers. And so, you know, don't live on social media yet you know, I get it. Here we are doing a podcast, so, but I'm saying just, um, there, there's good and bad about social media. So just try to balance it. Um, and then the, the last thing I would say is be patient with all things in life. Um, you know, and I'll focus on three things in particular. One is finding love. Don't rush it. It's not a contest. Um, I remember when I was in my 20s, and I mentioned earlier, I got married later in life, but I remember my mom, if she's listening, I love you dearly, mom, 
but <laughs> I, I remember she would give me these gentle uh, hints about, oh, did you hear that Karen got engaged? Or, oh, did you hear that Sue's having a baby? And, you know, and I wasn't engaged or even dating seriously then. So I would say, take your time with it. Don't rush it. It's not a contest. Um, be patient with kids. You know, they don't come with a handbook. Um, you know, you live and you learn and you do your best. And Lord knows I've made a lot of mistakes. Like the time I forgot to pick Andrea up from her first day at kindergarten, <laughs> but you know, she forgot about it a week later. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just have to be patient and know that you're going to make mistakes and with your kids and, and that's okay. That's how we learn. And then I guess the last thing with jobs, be patient there too. I mean, definitely you're, you're ambitious, be ambitious, but know that it doesn't always move at the pace we want it to. Um, sometimes it goes too fast and sometimes it goes too slow, but, you know, keep your head down, do your, your best job and, and you'll be rewarded. So patience, I think is really important in life in in many things, family, friends, job, love, kids. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That, those are my pieces of advice. Very good advice, all of it. I feel like I learned a lot <laughs> listening to both of you talk. Yeah. And I obviously know at least half of a lot of the answers, uh -huh. but <laughs> but still insightful always yeah. to hear what you have to say on these topics. And I feel like, you know, you don't always have these important conversations every day. So right. Yeah. Maybe we don't ask these things directly. So yeah. Good to ask sometimes. Well, those were all the questions we had. Thank you to our lovely moms for hopping on with us. I know this maybe was a little out of the comfort zone, so we appreciate it. <laughs> and we appreciate you both. Thank you yeah. so much. This was fun. We'll do it again. Yeah. It like wine. <laughs> we'll make you famous. Yes. All right. Just like Thank us. You girls. Thank, Thank you. you. And thanks uh, to everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at candidthepodcast underscore. Um, we also have our own Instagrams. And um, yeah, I guess we'll talk to you guys next time. Yes, be back soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.